Hi, I'm Steve from The Rooted Podcast, and I hope you can join me every weekday for a five-minute or less devotional word study or insight into Scripture to add to your day. Welcome to Fruit Snacks. Hey everyone, in today's episode we're going to be looking at the parable of the sower from Luke chapter 8. And part of what we're going to be looking at is the idea that you can actually read too much into a parable because this parable has at least two major interpretations. And what exactly it means and how to interpret it honestly boils down to how you interpret other passages of Scripture. So in Luke chapter 8, starting in verse 5, Jesus tells a parable and he says, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil, and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, this is one of the few parables where Jesus actually explains it in Scripture, and his disciples ask him immediately what this parable meant. And Jesus says, starting in verse 11, the parable is this, the the seed is the word of God, and the ones along the path are those who have heard. The devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. The ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but these have no root. They believe for a while and in time of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, those they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. Now there's at least two major interpretations, as I said, because no one is arguing that the first group, uh, those who hear and the devil comes and takes it away and they don't believe, no one is arguing that that group of individuals are not believers because it explicitly says so. And then we have our fourth group, the good soil. No one is arguing that those are believers. Where the dissension comes is how to understand who the second and the third group are. Are they believers or are they not? And the answer that you arrive at depends in large part on how much weight you give to certain observations in these passages. For instance, on the one hand, in this second and third group, you have these ideas that, as it says in verse 13, they believe for a while, but in time of testing, they fall away. They're not faithful. And also in verse 14, they get choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and their fruit does not mature. They don't bear mature fruit. And so some have looked at that and said, this means that these are not believers because true believers would persevere all the way to the end. They would not fall away. But on the other hand, we have something rather interesting and that is in verse 13, it says, Jesus says that this group believes for a while, and then they fall away. They don't have the strength to endure. And so the question then becomes, is it possible to believe 
And then for that belief to somehow be invalidated by something that we do, if our salvation is not dependent on our actions, and if we actually believe, and there's no reason to think in this passage that that belief is anything other than genuine belief, is that belief invalidated at a time in the future if I fail to live faithfully? In verse 14, there's also this idea that People fall away because they are too concerned with this life. And yet, we notice that the passage also says that they they have fruit. There is fruit there. It's just that it doesn't mature. And so again, the question is, is mature fruit the only quote-unquote real fruit of a Christian? Or is it possible to be a Christian and to just not be a very mature one? So these are questions that we all have to answer for ourselves as we read through scripture and as we try and interpret other passages. Obviously, I have my own viewpoint, but what I would like to do is encourage you to take a closer look at this passage and to really ask yourself some difficult questions. What do you believe about belief? Is it possible for a Christian to genuinely believe and yet not be a good Christian? Are they still a Christian? And if so, then what is at stake for them? Is it their salvation or is it something else like future rewards? 